ding ding school is in the daily target starts right now And welcome to this edition of Expressions. I'm your host, Sierra Tavares Reyes, and this is the Daily Target for Friday, January the 14th. Um, so let's talk about a few things here. Um, as you guys know, I'm in the process of trying to move and relocate, and again, not to escape targeting, but to uh, live in a better uh, living situation. And uh, what was so interesting to me was that um, I had to go meet at a meeting with a case manager who was running late and I had to go take my dog out to go to the bathroom. And then the um, the property manager went into the case manager's office and I'm sure they probably were, she probably was telling her, hey, you know, make sure that she doesn't get what she wants or whatever, 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 because this is what I'm catching on to, folks. So they're supposed to help with housing and relocation and all that other stuff, right? Well, I'm looking for, you know, um, a place where I can um, pre- preferably like either a townhome or possibly um, like a house house, if that's possible and see, we can work that out. Okay. So this is what they're trying to do with me. They're trying to put me somewhere where I'm going to be, there's going to be like this one neighbor that's going to be really, really in my face. They're trying to stop me from like getting a house uh they want me um somewhere where i'm going to be surrounded by a bunch of perps they're going to all come out at the same time and you can't really do that if you're living if you're living inside of a house you know i kind of figured that you know i'm catching on to everything you know it's it's just crazy they they need to have somebody they they're trying to give me like this uh, mother-in-law apartment they're trying to give me like a um uh a something where it's shared just something where somebody is going to be literally up my ass 24/7 you know i'm catching on to that i i'm not a dumbass but uh it doesn't take much to figure figure that out and that's what they're trying to do um with the house you don't share laundry you don't share this you don't share that you know, you got the entire place to yourself without having to worry about any of those types of things happening. And so they're going to try to make sure that I don't get what I'm looking for. I'm I'm the one that's going to live there. I'm the one that should be able to choose uh, to, to have what I want to have, you know. Um, but like I said, you know, I'm going to still experience break-ins and all that other stuff. But I'm not going to, if I live in a house, I'm not going to have somebody up my ass. You know, the neighbors are still going to come outside. They're still going to, you know, leave at the same time. But they they want somebody right there, like literally right next to me, that close, you know. And that person is going to be definitely uh, involved in the gang stalking. They're going to be the the police informant that's going to be witnessing all of my activities, everything I'm doing. They're going to know. They're going to try to infiltrate me. They're going to be friendly. They're going to be nice. And they're going to be, you know, oh, we found your mail. And it's all going to be like that. That's what they're trying to do with that. So, um, I'm working on something with that, but I'm just like, Hey, this is what it is. But I, I can pretty much tell the property manager is definitely involved in this. I've seen her out there, you know, um, standing around waiting for me to come back, looking at me while I'm walking my dog, all that other stuff. I see her, you know, quite often, 
uh, very, very much involved. And that's not a, not a shock at all. <laughs> um, so I'm just trying to, like I said, I'm just really, really trying to just improve my living situation and do better. Um, I just need more space because uh, my roommate and I, we are just like at each other's throats or, uh, you know, I, I, I just need my space and he needs his own space. And it's just, oh my God, it's just absolutely awful. You know, the th the stuff that he gets mad over, the stuff he blows up about, you know, he's watching one program. I want to watch something else. And then he gets so mad and gets angry. And, and I'm just like, you're getting, you're going to get mad over because I want to watch something different on TV that you don't want, that you don't agree with. And it's, you know, the same, uh, virtually the same thing that you're watching. I'm like, that is like, that is so crazy. You're going to let this ruin your day, you know, or my dog will do something. He gets mad about that. And, and I'm just like, you need help. You know, so we kind of have been having like issues with the dog and everything. And I'm like, this is my dog here. You know, you don't have any authority over him because you're always drunk all the time. You're slow to react to stuff. You're not paying attention. You're not, you're very, very inattentive. Um, you know, you leave stuff behind. You're very careless. And no, I'm, you're not going to have any type of authority over my animal. I'm not going to allow something like that to happen. And I told him, I said, you can get your own dog and you do whatever the hell you want to do. But not with mine. I'm not going to allow something like that to happen because you are extremely irresponsible. And, you know, you need help. You need to be sober before you can think about doing anything. <laughs> we'll be right back. Y'all know me. Still the same OG. But I've been low-key. Hated on by most these niggas with no cheese. No deals and no G's. No wheels and no keys. No boats, no snow. And no skis mad at me because I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries. And so, um, yeah, uh, so we're back. And I, I just was like, you know, you gotta, you gotta get your shit together. You're over here, you know, your priorities are in the wrong, wrong place right now. You need to be trying to focus on getting sober. Uh, which brings me to my next point I want to talk about. Uh, so he went to the doctor, um, and uh, the only reason why I'm divulging this information is because it's a life or death situation. Um, and I'm concerned, has me um, kind of concerned about it myself. But the doctor uh, was telling him, they said he's got like um, a fatty liver due to excessive alcohol use and that if he continues to drink, he's going to need a possible liver transplant, you know. Um, and he was like, that kind of scared me. And I was like, well, they're just telling you the truth about what it, what is happening to you. But he wants to go to uh, detox. He wants a quick fix to a chronic problem. And detox is not gonna, it's, it, he can detox on his own, but he doesn't want, he doesn't want to. He wants everybody to cater to him, everybody to baby him. He wants to be spoiled and all that. He's so f afraid to stand on his own two feet and say, you know what? I'm going to take control of this. I'm not going to let this run my life. I'm not going to let this, um, take hold of my soul but that's exactly what you're doing that is exactly what you're doing at this moment you know and it's like you need to get get it together get your shit together and and because now your life is 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 um um at the hands of this and you're going to end up drinking yourself uh into an early grave into a water grave uh, you know drown you can't live without a liver you can live with one lung you can live with one kidney you can live uh you know um I'm not sure about a pancreas, but I, I, I think you can, but uh, you have to fact check me on that one. But I know for certain you cannot live without a liver. 
I think that's I think that's the only organ that I think that you cannot live without. And so um, that has me very, very concerned. You know, it, it was just kind of concerning, but it should be enough motivation for you to to get it together. You know, you, you, this is your life now, you know, and um, I don't want to see anything happen to you uh, that way. But uh, it's time for change. This is a brand new year. We're 14 days, two weeks uh, into the new year. It's time for, It's time to, to put the, the beer down and to say, hey, you know, I need to cope with my pain in a different way. Because now all the things that I used to do, I can't do that no more. You know, but I understand that this is a struggle. It's a struggle to... Um, stop drinking. I'm sure it's a struggle for people who um, use recreational drugs. It's a struggle to, for them to stop. I get that. You know, I'm understanding. I'm sympathetic uh, towards that. But this is a situation where your life is at stake and it could result in your demise. And that's something that you do not want to happen. But um, not only that, you know, drinking, to stop drinking, that's the first thing. It's just, you know, it, more doctors need to tell him that. More doctors need to tell them that. So, because maybe sometimes when a little truth hits you, it can inspire you to, to do better, you know? Um, but uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is I know that he, um, my roommate, ex-boyfriend, <laughs> uh, was in talks about um, getting back together with me. And I was like, no, I, I am not feeling that way. This 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 relationship or this uh our relationship, our romantic relationship ended last year. So I've been single since last February and we're coming up on the one year anniversary of being broken up. And it's like, no, I just, I can't do it no more. I can't, you know, I, I, I've given you so much to do. I've given you so much to work with. I've tried this. I've tried that. There, there was so much wrong, you know, uh, with the, uh, the romantic side of the relationship. And I, I, I was like, you know, I'm just being a friend to a friend right now. That's basically what I'm doing at this moment. I'm not sitting here um, thinking about you in that way because, um, you know, you're already moving on and he's got a new girlfriend and that's fine and I'm very happy for him. But when it's my turn, (laughs) if I ever decide to do that, which I don't think I'm going to because I already told you in the last podcast what happens to my uh, relationship if I ever get one, um, which it's not going to happen. But if I were to ever get with somebody else, I would be in the interrogation room. He'd be asking all kind of questions and where did you meet him? What does it look like? And he'd be all up in that. But I don't care about what you do when you're a girl or whatever, whatever. You know, I hope that you guys hook up and hope everything works out for you. But um, as of us, sorry, that's been like a job terminated. We'll be right back. So you want to play with So that's been terminated. That's been terminated a year ago, you know, and this is a time, like I said, you know, I, I have, I've been there for you when at your absolute worst and I stuck by you. Not a lot of people would do that. Not a lot of people 
would stand by somebody who is uh who has a problem like that but in my experience in dealing with relationships um i feel that you know you don't leave a troubled person and like i said our our relationship took a back seat when i decide when i noticed that i just we just weren't going anywhere i just giving you all the time in the world to sit over here and get it together and you just have not been able to to get it together and then not it it's not just the alcohol folks it there was there were a lot of other things that we just did not click you know a man is supposed to support his woman his girlfriend his wife he's supposed to be the backbone of that a man is supposed to be there okay and when you don't have that that's not that's not the recipe for a good relationship you know but due to everything that he has been through with women oh my gosh and I forgot to tell you guys this oh my gosh I'm so glad I'm bringing this up everything that he's been through okay so let me let me let me break in here real quick because I forgot to mention this so He's got a lot of issues going on. He's made some uh, some inappropriate racist jokes. I could say that, you know, and I mean, like, I was just like in a state of shock. Now his mother, according to him, she said that she was, she doesn't like black people or, or whatever. She said some disparaging things about black people and I'm black. Um, but she said that he, according to him, he said that, um, she was raped, gang raped, um, by some black men. And, um, his dad made some inappropriate racial, uh, comments and stuff like that. And he said that, oh, if you have a baby with my son, they're going to be little froze. And he thought that was absolutely hilarious and funny. And I didn't find it funny at all. I found it, found it extremely, uh, offensive, uh, especially, when you are somebody of minority experience, he made comments and references about Black Lives Matter and uh, uh, we Hispanic people are not tearing down the neighborhoods and da, 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 da. And, but you don't even understand why black people are that angry and that upset. The same thing with the LA riots in 1992 uh, or 91 or whatever that year that was, 91, 92, when Rodney King was killed. You know, you're not understanding the, the reason why black people are uh, angry, that angry, that upset. He told me, he he said when he was a child, he had um, a black friend and a Hispanic friend. And he said that, that the black friend, he said he didn't remember what his name was, you know, and uh, he said he went over to go play Nintendo at his black friend's house and that the, uh, the black mother was uh basically extremely loud and ghetto and he he said that he got scared and and so it basically tainted his mind into thinking that all black women are loud and ghetto and 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 you know um uh too assertive and whatever whatever and i was like that is not the perception of all black women sweetheart that is not how all black women are and you're making a gross generalization about black people you know and he he doesn't realize some of the stuff that he says is really, really hurtful. But, you know, coming from somebody else, I could expect this from, but you're, you're Latino, you know, you're, you're a minority, just like I'm a minority. And I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of more hurtful hearing that from someone of minority experience, because like I said, uh, the stuff that he says is predicated on sheer ignorance and stupidity. 
you know, he doesn't understand. And sometimes he has this closed mind. He doesn't want to understand. But I think his parents didn't like black people. And I think that, you know, that kind of trickled down to him. You know, he has a sister um, and uh, he's got other siblings and all of them inherited their father's light complexion. And he's got one sister who was a little bit darker, slight, maybe like an eighth of a shade darker. And the dad goes, uh, it says uh, he doesn't, he, he doubts the paternity of, of that child because he said she didn't come out my skin color and called her a monkey, you know, because she was slightly darker. And I'm like, that is grossly inappropriate. We'll be right back. Katy Perry, me go. All that you want, boy. All that you can have, boy. Got me spread like a buffet. Bona, bon appetit, baby. Tight for seduction. Fresh at the oven. Melting in your mouth and loving. Bona, bon appetit, baby. But anyway, so he, 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 you know, made these uh, uh, racial jokes and, and, and uh, he feels that uh, that black people don't have feelings and everything. And just because you find something uh, that is funny, that doesn't mean that the other person is going to be laughing with you. Now, you this may work on your friends who um, support your bigoted views and opinions predicated on sheer ignorance. But again, they don't even know, you know, so... And and mind you, I'm the first black girl that he's ever dated. So he thinks that, okay, because I'm, you're dating me, that you think that all black women are going to be the same. And I told him, I was like, you know, if I, if I were Hispanic and if, or I were, um, uh, if I were um, white, you know, and your dad, your dad says to me, um, hey, I want you to have uh, uh, kids with my son and we're going to have some vanilla wafers running around here. I mean, nobody would think to say something like that, but every time when it's something black, it's always got to be pronounced. It's always got to be accentuated. For example, like I had a friend, you know, back in New York and uh, she was white and she was on the phone talking to her friends who were white also. And um, I was talking to her in the background or cooking or something or another and she said, who's that in the background? I, I could tell they were kind of, that's what they were kind of saying. And she goes, oh, it's my black friend, Sierra, you know, and then why, why can't I just be your friend, Sierra? Why do I have to be your black friend, Sierra? So you see what I'm saying? You, you know, and the guy that cuts her yard, you know, she never said, okay, well, that was my uh, Mexican friend, Adolf, you know, or that was my white friend, Lynn, you know, I mean, why, why do I have to be your black friend? It's, it's kind of like saying, uh, uh, um, and I'm not saying that I've heard this, but uh, when, when a person tells another person, when someone says, oh, you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl, why, why do you have to be pretty for a dark-skinned girl? Why can't you just be, hey, you're pretty. Why do you have to be a pretty for a dark-skinned girl? Because that's like a backhanded compliment inadvertently saying basically that all dark people are ugly. And then you go, oh, wait a minute. This one is pretty, though. No, no one says, oh, you're pretty for a light-skinned girl. How many of you have heard that? So that's what I mean, you know, when people uh, um, accentuate things and pronounce things that they shouldn't. It's like, you know, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I really don't understand it. But anyway, the, the commentary, the talking points were quite offensive and uh, they were racist and demeaning. You know, it, it was just, it struck a chord with me because like I said, I can expect this from somebody of another ethnic background, but not someone who's uh, also, you know, who's also um, 
a minority like myself. Now, you know, when he first dated me or first met me, he knew that I was black. He could obviously see that I was. And, you know, you had a problem with that. You shouldn't have dated me during all this time. You know, you should have, you know, because he would often tell me, he said, if I had my choice, I would be with a white girl. And then he talks about this other stuff about how white women are this or white women are that or or Hispanic women, they'll cook you this or cook you that, yada, 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 and everything, you know, but at the same time, I'm sure there's not a lot of people that will put up with a lot of uh, things that, that you dish out. Um, he was telling me, he said something about that. If I decide to move on, he said, uh, guys are just going to want you for sex and all this other stupid, ignorant stuff. And I was like, well, girls are going to only want you for money, you know, I, I really, I'm not looking for anything like that. You know, it's all good. I told you guys that before, you know, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm good, you know, being, being in my own little bubble and, and doing my thing. That's all I'm, all I care about, you know, right now, that's not where my brain is at, but I was just saying hypothetically, you know, but of course I already know that's not going to happen when you're a targeted individual, you know, you can forget about trying to find love and trying to find companionship and all that other stuff, but I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm good. Because like I said, I already know, you know, if it does happen, it's going to be fake and it'll be, it'll be a, a sheer infiltration of me. It'll just be somebody trying to get information out of me or somebody trying to study me and get information and upload it to the dossier. And, and it's just, it's going to be a, a job for them. That's what it's going to be about. So what's so interesting to me right now is that, uh, I'm, it's, um, <laughs> it earlier before I started my podcast, it was like totally silent. I started my podcast and now I hear all the planes flying overhead. Isn't that something else? You know, not that I care because I can just go right through it. Not a big deal, but oh boy, these people. We'll be right back. I'm bulletproof, nothing to lose. Fire away, fire away. Ricochet, you take your aim. Fire away. And we're back. So this next segment, I wasn't going to talk about this. I said I would never have a podcast about this, but I have to really, really express my opinion about this. I hope I can get this out here. But uh, I want to talk about this COVID. I said I was never going to ever talk about this in my podcast. And I'm probably going to have a, have a se- separate segment on this, but I, I got to talk about this. I, I really got to address a couple of things here. So uh, first and foremost, let's let's talk about this. Okay. So everyone knows that, you know, you're allowed to disagree and agree. You know, I I have no problem talking to people about different things, you know, even that, even though I don't agree with you, I don't have a problem talking about it. Like everyone knows I'm an atheist. I don't have a problem talking to someone who is a theist, right? I have no problem with that. No, now back in the day, you probably couldn't pay me to talk to somebody who I didn't see eye to eye with, but now I don't have a problem with it. Okay. So let's talk about COVID in the, in the workplace, right? Okay. Um, let's talk about this. So a lot of places, they say it's our company policy that you must have a, have a negative COVID test or um, um, uh, the vaccine. Okay. But here's the thing, your company policy, I'm getting, I'm going to, and I'm just throwing this out there, hi, out there hypothetically, 
um, okay, your company policy says I have to have a COVID vaccine or a negative COVID test. Let's say I have to take the vaccine, just, you know, FYI, throw that out there. Okay, I take the vaccine, right? Um, And then I'm off of work. I go home and be with my children or my husband or whatever the case, my family. Guess what? The COVID vaccine is still in my body, okay? Um, I should be getting paid for that, right? Right. Because that would make more sense to me for someone to get paid if it's company policy and I'm I'm off of work, but I took the vaccine. I should be getting paid for that. Uh, that's something that a lot of people don't understand. And uh, people were sitting here saying that, oh, it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, how is it the pandemic of the unvaccinated when if you get the shot, you can still spread it to other people. You're still contagious. So um, we need to abandon that rationale and stop using that and stop saying that. People are sitting here saying that, oh, well, getting the COVID vaccine, it saves lives. How? How does it save your life? Nobody's able to articulate that to how it saves lives. You know, nobody's looking into this. Nobody's worried about the graphene oxide. Nobody's worried about the COVID testing, which is ethylene, um, ethylene oxide, which is the same ingredients that is used to make antifreeze going up your nose. And they want you to test weekly for that. Mm. Nobody can see anything wrong with that picture. Okay. Uh, Nobody's talking about the mainstream media is not talking about the adverse side effects. They're not telling you what's in the vaccines, which I already know. They're not telling you the 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 short-term side effects and the long-term side effects. And then people say, oh, well, get the vaccine because it'll keep you out of the hospital and on a ventilator because that's what happened to the unvaccinated. And I'm like, here's the thing. Has anybody ever, does anyone ever use the left side of their brains at all? Like the people that are on these ventilators and they're having, you know, are the ones that are getting vaccinated and they're having the adverse reactions. Heart attacks and strokes are up in young people, okay? These are the people that are on these ventilators and have a difficulty breathing. You have a, take the COVID vaccine and then you suddenly, a, a person who has a pre-existing condition, uh, let's say, for example, let's say someone has asthma, uh, like my uh, my roommate's dad had, had asthma and he was very close to his demise. And he got the vaccine after after contracting COVID and that could have sent them over the edge because remember, COVID is SARS, uh, it's, it's a severe acute respiratory syndrome. Well, guess what? If you got asthma and then, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, how are people not thinking about that? There's so many reactions that can happen with this vaccine. So many things that can that can go wrong that people are not looking at. Nobody should be sitting up here saying, I have to choose between getting vaccinated or feeding my children. Nobody should be saying that, you know? And it's really, really shocking to me how many people trust the government and they trust everything that they see on the mainstream news media and they feel like, oh, well, the government has our best interests and yada, yada, yada. The government does not care whether you live or die. They don't care about, they do not care about people. I mean, it's like, gosh, like, why are people not waking up to that? You know, then you got all these variants and, all this other stuff that's going on. And it's like, come on, people, think. And these variants are probably coming from the people who got vexed simply because you have all these different shots. You got AstraZeneca, you got Pfizer, you got Moderna. You know, uh, 
you don't know what's in which one and which one is going to work this way. And, you know, and, and I hear people say, oh, well, I got the vaccine and I'm just fine. Or um, the side effects are very rare. Yeah, they, but, but you might be that rare person with, that may have the side effects. Some people have gotten the vaccine and end up, ended up crippled, couldn't walk, Guillain-Barre syndrome, paralysis. I mean, all these things. How come nobody's talking about this? Nobody is talking about this. The mainstream media is not talking about this. All they do is sit over here and scare the hell out of people. That's what they do. Media hype and sensational headlines is what fuels people to get the job. You know, that is what does it. And what's so interesting to me is that I've said this a thousand times. I'm going to say it here in this podcast. The world has seen so many pandemics. The world has seen HIV, AIDS, SARS, swine flu, Zika, um, Ebola, MERS, you know, all these different uh, anthrax and and all these different types of uh, pandemics and, and, and everything. And the government never mandated you to take a vaccine. So why all of a sudden now with this one? Does anybody not find that odd or strange? Is anybody, I mean, hello, ding, ding. Is anybody not waking up to that? And when they sit over here and they say that, hey, this is about public health and this is about public safety, if that were the case, how come back in the early 80s, there was no vaccine to cure AIDS and HIV back in the 80s that was wiping out a specific population, primarily gay men, but eventually everyone. Where was the, where was the experimental drug to, to, to cure that? You know, where was the vaccine that they had to cure that? That's what people are not looking at. So I don't buy into it that they care about public safety and public health. I'm not buying into that. They don't, the government does not care about folks. You know, big pharma, all they care about is filling their pockets. You know, they create all this stuff. But like I said, you take this stuff, you don't know what's going to happen to you. You don't, you don't know. Nobody knows what's going to happen to them. They tell you it's in the name of safety. It's in, it's protecting your neighbor. Well, let me see. How can I protect my neighbor from the same thing that I can contract if I get vaccinated and I can still catch COVID? That makes no sense. None at all whatsoever. But what do I know, right? What do I know? So that is what one thing I don't get. Stop watching mainstream news media. You know, stop believing into the lies and all the BS that they are telling you, you know, people are so gullible. And then it, the minute that you try to challenge somebody, you, you start thinking about all this stuff that doesn't make sense. And then they want to argue with you. They want to change the subject. And, and when people realize that they can't compete with you intellectually, they want to talk about everything other than the topic. And also, if you have a bad reaction to this vaccine or an, a vaccine injury, i.e. VAERS, did you not know? Did you know that you cannot sue them? They cannot be sued, i.e. the PrEP Act. You cannot sue them. That should tell you something. If you're selling your soul for donuts, coffee, beer, gift cards, rate pay raises, all of that, to, get, to take a vaccine, 
that you don't know how it's going to affect you later on in two, two years, five years, six months, whatever, whatever, that should tell you something. Because if it was so good that only the rich would have it first, they would be, they would be trying to keep the general public from obtaining such a thing. But people this day and age have lost the ability to think independently and conduct their own research. So before you sit over here and say, oh, well, Sierra's anti-mask. No, I'm not anti-mask or excuse me. I'm, I, I'm not anti, I'm not anti-vaccine. Uh, uh, I'm anti-mandate. Let the people who want to take it, take it. But there are peop- other people that are not going to want to mess around with something like that. And they have that right. We'll be right back. Has anybody ever noticed that the flu vaccine, there's no mandate for the flu vaccine. There wasn't a mandate for SARS. There wasn't a mandate for Ebola. There wasn't a mandate for Zika. You know, there was no mandates for none of those, bird flu, all of that. Why now? The answer is the social credit system. If you don't know what that is, folks, get on YouTube and look it up and you will see. And that is what they're trying to do. That is where we're, that's, that's where we are. Or that's what they're trying to turn everybody into. So don't be afraid to do your homework. Don't be afraid to do your research. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Okay. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Because so many people are afraid, afraid to ask questions. Some people are afraid to step up. If this is your body, your body, your choice. Everyone has the right to bodily autonomy. You get to decide what goes into your body or something that you feel is going to harm you, okay? And then they're denying medical exemptions. Some places are denying religious exemptions, which is absolutely uh, awful that they would do that. Um, I've been told to get the vaccine. I was like, I am not a candidate for this vaccine. I have pre-existing conditions. I'm not going to to jeopardize my body. I already know I'm not going to put a toxic foreign substance in my body that's an experimental, whatever, whatever, that I don't trust. And there's plenty of other people that feel feel the same way that I do. You know, I like to think about things. I don't, just because everybody's jumping from a bridge, you know, doesn't mean that I'm going to take the jump too, you know, but ay, ay, ay. I, I just can't believe how many people are so gullible. You know, you have the, the Tuskegee experiment where, where black men were being uh, inoculated with syphilis and in the name of science and whatever, whatever. And they tell you, don't trust the science. And uh, people are not paying attention to anything that these people are saying. These people are, uh, you know, are lying back and forth when you watch the news and they say one thing. And then they said, oh, well, you get vaccinated and you're not going to have to wear a mask no more. You get vaccinated, you're not going to be sick, you know, and now it's, <laughs> it's something else, you know. You got the Alpha, Lambda, Delta, uh, Micron. I mean, it's just like, my goodness, all these other other stuff. And people are just not waking up to what's going on. People don't care because the media has told you. 
They have told you, they said, if you get this, you're going to die. You know, fear is a selling point. Fear has made people stock up and buy, you know, um, cleaning, also cleaning supplies. You know, I remember that first time when it first came out, when, when COVID came out, they first said, all you had to do was wash your hands, stay six feet away and wear a mask. Simple. And now it's get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Oh, it saves lives. And it's just so wonderful. People where I'm at, they were dancing and parading around. And I'm like watching people get the shots and everything. They come up here and they were like, here, take this timer. Come back in 15 minutes. If you don't come back in 15 minutes, we're going to go back and check on you. That should tell you something. That right there should tell you something. Why do you, why do you need a timer to come back in 15 minutes? There were like uh, um, five nurses and two doctors here. Do not be afraid to challenge these people. This is your body, your rights. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are um, anti-gay. If the government says, hey, you better accept gay people or else or whatever, whatever. What do you think people are going to do? People are going to, some people are not okay with that. But what, what would you do if the government told you to do it? Do you see what I'm saying? You can't force somebody to do something. And I want to talk a little bit about these exemptions. Okay. Medical exemption, you know, like I said, everybody, if you have a medical exemption and you go for that, you should go for that. Okay. Um, because like I said, you don't know what, what's, how the vaccine is going to uh, react with your body chemistry or your health for that matter. Okay. But now the doctors right now, they're saying that we can't give you medical exemptions because they said they're going to lose their licenses if they do. Oh my goodness. It sounds like they've been threatened or they've been paid. Okay. Um, religious exemptions. Let's talk about that. We can honor a religious exemption or excuse me, let me go back. We can respect people's religious beliefs rather when it comes to a blood transfusion. We respect people's religious beliefs and opinions when it comes to some, someone saying, I don't, I don't believe in having abortions because that's against my religion. We can honor somebody's religious uh, beliefs when a gay guy goes into um, a bakery to have a wedding cake made for his same-sex relationship. And we can turn him away and say, that goes against my religion. But we can't do an exemption, a religious exemption for the COVID vaccine. That can be honored. The COVID vaccine contains aborted fetal cells. Okay, MRC5. You don't know what that is. That is the lungs from an aborted fetus going into your body. You know how religious people feel about that kind of stuff? So we need to honor that and we need to respect people. I'm not a person who, who is religious. Everybody knows that. That's fine. But I'm just saying that if someone doesn't agree with something, nobody should be trying to force this upon you. And we need to respect people instead of trying to bully them into doing what you want them to do. Because it's not protecting, it's not, you're not protecting your neighbor if you can still contract it. That's not protecting your neighbor. So we need to abandon that rationale because people don't make sense when they say that. You know? 
it's not it's not protecting anybody if you if you can still get the shot and you can still contract it or or they'll say oh it won't be as bad or you won't be in the hospital covid is covid whether you're vaccinated or not so but this is about government overreach and control and nowadays everybody they want this one world government where if anybody has something different to say and anything that goes against the grain they want to muzzle you and it's already happening with Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, all the truth is going to get banned because they want everybody to be on the same page. And that's right now. That's why people are hating each other. As of this moment, they want, because we must be powerful when we are together. I'm a human being. You're a human being, you know, we have people who are all different and uh, different, um, different religious beliefs. You have people who are atheists. You have people who are um, religious. You have people who are gay. You have people who are straight. You have people who are Democrat. You have people who are Republican. You have people who are black. You have people who are white. It's like, why? Why do we have so much? Why are we all in these different boxes like that? Why can't we just be human? So that's something that I'll, I'll never understand. But um, I think that it, it's just, we're, we're so divided now. And, now. and now you have vax versus the unvax. Why are we such at war with each other? It's like we, we get further and further away from each other. You know, we're, we're more divided more than ever. And it's like, oh, you're not like me. Oh, I hate you. You know, but again, like I said, everybody needs to be respected. Everybody, you know, especially when it comes down to uh, bodily autonomy and respect people because patients have the right to decide what they want in their own health care. It's just like when the doctor says, hey, Sierra, I'm going to prescribe you such and such and such. And then I say, oh, I, I'm sorry, I can't take that. And then they said, okay, well, these are the consequences if you do not. And then they can't be sued because you refuse it. Same thing should go with the COVID vaccine. Respect my decision, you know, or anybody else's for that matter, because there's a whole bunch of people out there that feel just like I do, you know, re respect people's religious beliefs, even if you don't believe. I don't believe, but that doesn't mean that I want something that, I'm, I'm going to make someone take something that goes against their religion. We need to honor that. We need to respect that. So even if, even if you do not agree and, you know, people are, you know, are, are not, um, this, this uh, mandate is affecting jobs. People are quitting. People are looking to other places to work because, and they're, they're paying these sign on bonuses. I mean, this, this stuff is really hurting the economy in a big way. Let, let people who want to take the vaccine, let them take it if they want to take it. But life needs to go on as we know it. This has been going on for too long. You know, let people want to take it, let them take it. Everybody else, you know, party on. I'm Sierra Tavares Reyes. Have a good night. The Expressions Podcast has been brought to you by Anchor. I want to thank you all for listening. Like what you just heard? Then please make a small donation to sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash Sierra Tavares Reyes. Thank you.